1: Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioca.
2: Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioca and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. As always, uh, the show is one of Houston's longest running financial radio shows over 10 years and one of the most popular ones out there. And, uh we're here to help you with your retirement help you with savings and help you understand the world we really try to take a lot of ideas you're not hearing elsewhere and bring them to the table uh in in, in kind of a world where it seems like everything that you hear on the on in the news is basically put on there to for one specific reason or another and, and sometimes it, it it's it's good to look at the big picture and pull back and uh and take a look at some things other people aren't looking at and, and so we try to bring a lot of these issues to the table from time to time. Uh, in the past, we've talked of, where everyone else was talking about global warming from the United States was destroying the planet. We, in our Max Out Savings report, pointed out the pollution in China. We talked about the the uh, the what twenty five percent of of the twenty percent of the farmland in China is is polluted, and uh, you know it, it, we talked about the fact that you couldn't even see in the country when you're driving around in the cities and. Uh, because the 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 pollution was so bad, and how we actually pointed out how uh, a certain percentage—I want to say it, it's, it's somewhere between ten and seventeen percent of the of the pollution they the registered. I think it was San Francisco actually came from China. You don't you don't hear that anywhere else because it's not what uh, the mainstream media wants you to hear. It's not in the agenda, and uh, the agenda is the United States is the polluter of the world and destroying the world, and it's you know. If it's true, we'll tell you. If 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 you know if there's other things out there, we like to bring them to the table what you're not hearing. So we've got some interesting things to talk about on the show today. And uh, we have a rapidly changing world all over the place. We, we 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 talk we were talking about Saudi Arabia. We're saying this is a big story. No one's paying attention to out there last over the last couple of weeks, and all of a sudden it jumped on the the pages. So I we like to get ahead of things. We we talk, in 2007 we talked about how. Uh, There was a mortgage crisis and a real estate crisis. And we talked about how it was going to spread to Wall Street and it was going to cause the failure of an investment bank. Extremely controversial. Nobody out there was talking about that. We brought it to you on the Max Out Savings Show. So what are we talking about today? You know, we're still talking uh, a lot about uh, just tremendous changes in the world. Uh, Saudi Arabia, they're redoing the country. Uh, They arrested a lot of the wealthy elite class in the country. And now they're 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 on corruption charges, and they're pointing out that look, you got all this money in corruption, and we want some of it back uh you know we're also saying, look, it looks like uh now Israel's sharing intelligence with iran, with Saudi Arabia when it comes to potential problem with Iran uh you know, look, there's something going on in the middle East, and they're they they're starting to go after iran and and things are changing in the world uh, it, it we have to keep an eye on that uh what's happening in, in China. The president was just there. Uh, again fighting for for uh, for the american worker it's really fascinating one of the stories one of the things he said that got a that was a real a, a applause line over there he said look he he made the comment that that every country should watch out for its own interest and in, and he 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 actually said that that uh uh, the Asian countries were taking advantage of the United States. And he said it wasn't their fault. He said every country should watch out for its own interest. And that got in a up <laughs> by insinuating that we weren't watching out for our, our own interest, which is what really was is happening in the world. I mean, how many times do we hear... Politicians on both sides of the aisle, about four or five years ago, say, "Look, those jobs, manufacturing jobs, are never coming back to the United States. Our political establishment in the country basically cut a deal with the Chinese that let them take, move our entire manufacturing base over to China, and we thought somehow we were going to, we were going to get by on services or something. It was one of the most absurd." poorly thought-out strategies under the guise of globalism, and they and they basically traded away American jobs. It, I mean, it, it really, it, it, it's an absolute abject betrayal of the American people, of the working people in this country. Donald Trump's now fighting for those jobs again. You know, you might not agree with Donald Trump and uh, might not agree with his tactics, but at least somebody got in there and said, hey, somebody should fight for the working people and the middle class in this country. <laughs> the idea that that should be controversial in the Republican party or the Democratic party or any party is 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 remarkable it, it, and it just shows you how badly off track our government is gone it really is it's very sad uh so anyway uh so we, we we're seeing now we're dealing with the world of, of of sky high asset prices thanks to a federal reserve that's flooding the world with money and uh now they're starting to pull it back. We we talked about the average stock, the median stock, and the uh, stock market's trading at the 99 percentile in valuation. And, you know, the, it, the market's going up and having a good year, but it's extraordinarily expensive. There's a lot of changes. Things are changing. Interest rates are going up. The Fed's pulling back. Things are starting to change. The market basically went up. Over the last number of years on the worst we had the last worst decade of growth in the history of the United States and the market went up just because the Fed flooded the system of the money. Now the Fed's starting to take the money out. Now the game is changing. It's taking time, it's taking longer than 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 people think. But we all know something's going to happen, and the question is how and when. And that's, that's what we're going to try to bring to you over time. We write about this in our Max Out Savings Report, which is a free report we send out to listeners. We've got thousands of people on the list now. And if you want to join that report list, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report. It's free. Uh, it's a confidential report. We send it out. Uh, your name. We don't sell your name. We don't use your name. We don't call you up on the phone uh, we we simply uh, send out the report. So if you, if you want to get on the list, want to we talk about savings, investments, about the world today. Uh, and, and one of the things I want to talk about was one of our reports we send out for uh, common four hundred one k mistakes. And uh, the the a number of them we we talk some about this, uh, but really the failure to participate in the in the four hundred one k plan is is one of the biggest mistakes anybody can make out there look at max out savings advisors we manage people's retirement we manage their IRA rollover when they leave the company they come to us and and we'll put together a plan for them we'll show you our strategy for managing retirement money uh, it's kind of a risk-based strategy very conservative and 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 we think we try to d- analyze risk around the world so that, that that's that's what we do but the when people come to us and they go look Sometimes they'll they'll switch jobs and move their 401k plan. They go, look, why don't, I'll start sending the money to you, Ted, and I say, no. Keep putting away the money in the 401k plan, and the reason is is because I know people will keep sending us checks monthly, and then they will suddenly have to buy a car or a health expense will come up or something will happen. They have to pay for college or whatever, and then they'll immediate they'll stop sending the money in for a couple months or a month or two, and then plan to start up, and they'll forget for six months, and they're put back in their savings program. I know if they're on a four on the four hundred one k plan with the income based savings, where they they the money comes out of the four hundred one k plan first, what happens is it goes out every single paycheck into that plan come hell or high water the money's going in there and I want them and so I, I what I, we try to come up with is, is plans what I try to bring to you is plans are going to work regardless of what happens in life and 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 the idea that the money's coming out of every paycheck is extremely powerful the 401k plan is the most successful saving vehicle out there so failure to participate is a huge mistake and then typically your 401k plan will have a matching program. If you put away 4% of your income, they'll match it 50%, or they'll match 25%, or in some cases, they'll match 100% up to 5% or 7%, whatever it is. Find out what that matching is at an absolute minimum. Collect the free money. That that That's another one. Take advantage of the free money. That's a mistake if, if you don't do that. Uh, another common mistake is this is a big one here for Houston, Texas is overweighting the company's stock or the industry now where this is most glaring was was in 1999 and actually it's happening again in the tech sector where everybody uh, you know they the the they, the Cisco, Yahoo and uh, all the, these other companies were going straight up, and uh, it was a miracle. Lucent was the other one, and, and everyone was in. They were in. They owned 10% of Cisco, 10% of Lucent, 10% of Yahoo, and 10% of of some other company, and had 40% of their savings in it. Well, when the tech sector turned down and blew up, it took out – it wiped out their accounts. And, and so understand, same thing in the oil business – it's re- particularly easy in the oil business tech, but when you know the business, you're confident in kind of the area, you understand it, and so you tend to put overweight into the sector. And that's dangerous because if you get too much of an overweighting in the sector, then if something turns down, like oil went from $100 ultimately to $26 uh, over the la- uh, about two years ago, that was a huge problem and caused a, a collapse in the oil stocks. And by the way, in the Max Out savings Show, when when it started breaking underneath the hundred and ninety, we warned you oil was going down big because of the shale, and we warned you to stay out of the sector. But so, to understand uh, if you're in Chevron, Exxon, Apache, and Anadarko and Pioneer. You're in the same thing for all practical purposes. That's not a diversified portfolio. So kind of keep that in mind. Again, you want to just sort of bulletproof your portfolio as much as possible. Uh, The other one is uh, using an annuity in a 401k plan. And the same thing for an IRA rollover. Annuities, this is a big mistake. People put money in annuities. Annuities have very high fees. And particularly in a world of, of close to zero interest rates, uh, and oftentimes annuities have three, four, and I've seen as high as five percent a year fees on the annuities. Uh, and it's almost impossible to sit there and overcome those type of large fees in an annuity. And, and so so what, don't put the money into an annuity. Now, if it's a fixed annuity where you're going to get a certain paycheck once you retire, that's a different story. But but if it's variable annuity, these different types of annuities, they're very expensive on a fee base going forward. So understand that, understand the risk, and be a little careful with annuities, you know, particularly in a 401k plan. The, the, the big advantage to an annuity is really, very simply, that it grows tax-free in the annuity. So, so you, it has an advantage. The problem is, is in your four hundred and one k plan or your IRA rollover, you already have tax free growth, so why you're not gaining anything. One of the biggest advantages of the annuity you already have anyway, so why pay high three, four, five percent fees to take advantage of that? Since you already have it, there there is no advantage. Uh, And what we find is very rarely do people annuitize. The 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 trick is it'll grow at a certain percentage a year guaranteed, and then you annuitize. Most people never annuitize, so they lose that anyway. So that's that's another common 401k mistake. the the other another one that that's out there is you we know, we've got a list of God, a bunch of, you know there's like seventeen eighteen of these things but forgetting to roll over if you have an old four hundred one k plan get it out of that four hundred one k eventually you're going to have problems in the old days most people knew their 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 person at the company even if they left the company they knew the person running the four hundred one k plans they could call them up with questions and look nowadays these big companies have all Basically, farmed that out, outsourced it to people like Fidelity. And so, you know, that guy, he doesn't care that you worked at Exxon for 30 years or Shell or Hebron for 30 years. They don't care. OK, they're not they're there. They're just to get the money, get you to put it over, keep it with with Fidelity or whoever. And and there's really no, nothing left. In the past, you'd talk to the person and be, oh, hey, Ted, how's it going? You know, they sort of knew you, or maybe they didn't know you, but they knew people in your department or whatever. That's all gone. And so there's no advantage to keeping the money. If something happens to you, the estate problems in a 401k are much, much tougher for for your spouse and your relatives to deal with that, than than just an IRA rollover. Your IRA, that typically in your IRA form, there there's a beneficiary form and that that tells you where to go in in your, in your uh, where the where the funds are going to go uh in uh at your death and, and so it's a much simpler process it, it but it's extremely complicated when you deal with a 401k so uh you know the things change and you're not up to date once you're gone for the company as well so it's never a good idea to just leave the the money at the 401k plan typically in our opinion but I tell you what, we're coming up here in a, br- a quick break. <laughs> if you have any questions, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Sames. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas. As always, we'll be right back after this quick break.
1: If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money.
3: and that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com.
1: The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted
2: Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you've got any questions, give us a call, 713-339-1070. That's what John did. Hello, John. Oh, John? There you go. Hello, John. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh-huh. You had a question? Yeah, so um,
4: my follow-up question from the, the last session discussion was, um, you know, I, I had a 401k with a large company here in Yester X, actually an oil and gas company. I won't, I won't mention the name, but, um, then, um, you know, I left that company and, um, been doing private, private work and I left the 401k in place and I've, I've been contributing to it, not as aggressively, but, um, I want to, I want to, uh, move it. Um, cause I, I don't, I don't, uh, Two things. Number one, I don't see the performance relative to what I'm reading about in the in the news and listening to you about, you know, maybe the, the, the gains I can realize. And also, I want to minimize the fees associated with that. I'm not happy. It's, it's a large it's a large bank that everybody knows about. And so I was wondering if you could help me, you know, how do I go about doing that? Those two things. Okay.
2: A, a couple things. Uh, the, the best way to handle that is... Is to do an IRA rollover, and you can continue since you're no longer working at the company. You can't contribute anymore, but if you roll it over, then you can put money in your IRA, just making IRA contributions yourself. And, and so that that that's the the best thing. What, what you have to do is. There's a process called an IRA rollover, which which allows you to transfer the money from a 401k plan into an IRA called an IRA rollover on a tax-free basis. So there's no penalty if you just if you just take a check out and say send me a check to John and the, you know the company types out the check and to John, then it, then it becomes a taxable event. So it, it's called the rollover sure. process. Uh, we can help you out. Other people can help you out and. Uh, because yeah with us you sit down and we'll show you how to ma- we manage the money using our process and then then we 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 sign a a form some forms and typically you've got a, uh, the account forms we use TD Ameritrade and typically you have to sit there and, and fill out some paperwork at the company and they will oftentimes either send the check directly to TD or sometimes they'll send it to you payable to John to TD Ameritrade uh, for the benefit of John IRA rollover and, and so that that'll take care of it. it it's a pretty simple process the other thing look right now uh, in in this market John i i think it's a real risky market so we've we've done a lot to reduce our risk so you want to be a little cautious in here but you're not going to typically get the the diversity of of investments in a in a 401k plan that you can get in an IRA does that okay. does, does that answer some of the questions Yes it does. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty simple process overall. Do you plan to go work for the company uh again or?
4: Well, I no I didn't know. I I was sort of doing contract work, but um 3 4 months ago I landed with a new co- small company, a consulting company, and um they are they actually offer a small matching contribution. Um, so I'm in to, is the time is right to do all that.
2: Yeah. So, uh, two things. You want to make sure you sign up for the new 401k plan there. In some cases, you can roll it over. You can, you can roll it into the new, put the money in the new 401k plan. Some companies let you, some don't. Uh, or you can roll the money into an IRA rollover. If you do that, I would continue to contribute to your 401k plan at the new company.
4: Okay. And then, and then, um, you know how do I minimize the fees? Um, that was the second part of the question.
2: Okay, right? uh, what what you have to do is is you sit down and talk to the new people and ask what their fees are. Ours are typically. Okay. It depends on the on the amount. It's about one percent. If it goes if it gets up to a big amount, it goes under one percent. That, that's typically what you're you're looking at. Uh, I think the key is going forward. I think we're going to have a very tough market in the next five years. And I, and I think you're going to have to have a lot of risk management in place. And I think we're coming near the end of just putting the money in in, in an ETF and having it go up. So, but yeah, that's what you do. You ask the new people how, what your fees are and get some ideas. And And then the other thing is you want to get with people that kind of think like you do and have the investment thinking like you do.
4: Right. Okay, great. Thank you very much.
2: Sure thing, John. Yeah, and, and if, if if you can also uh go to our website maxoutsavings.com and sign up for an appointment to sit down and talk to me I'll go over this. But you got a lot of, lot of good options on that uh people in general, but but it, the further you get away from the old plan, uh you want to look at doing something with moving it. Uh if anyone else has any questions, 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings show. Uh I wanted to uh one of the advantages to the IRA uh, overall is that is that you can do a, a qualified charitable distribution out of the IRA. The, 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 the it's called a QCD. Now, if you're this is if you're over seventy and a half, one, if you have an IRA or even a four hundred one k plan and you're not working the company more, you have to take the money out after seventy and a half, and one thing you could do is a qualified charitable distribution up to $100,000 a year now uh what this does is it lets you take the money and you can call up the your 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 uh, asset manager or your uh your broker your uh your custodian and say look I'd like to make a qualified distribution to my church or to the to the to to the to the charitable uh you know whatever the charity be it might be the university or the hospital or whatever, uh, and, and make a, a distribution from there. Say the church is doing a, a building fund, and they, you, the, the, you can take the money out of your 401k plan, I mean, your IRA rollover. And, and how you do that is you call the custodian up, you tell them what you want to do, and they, they'll cut the check to the the qualified, it's got to be a qualified 501c3 company. Now you say, look, Ted, I, I'm not, I'm not big time. I'm not a multi-multi millionaire that I have to do this stuff. Well, that's what's interesting is this is a really good advantage if you if if you're itemizing if you're not itemizing your your and says you're just taking a standard deduction. Then they give you a certain amount. They they give you your deduction, uh, and they're changing for the new year. But you got your deduction you can take. Well, that includes that includes the the this qualified uh, the, the, it, that includes the charitable contribution uh to, to the church or whatever but if you do it this way the qualified distribute the, the charitable contribution does not go on on your uh, adjusted gross income and so you get the deduction there so if you made $70,000 and you gave out gave $3,000 let's say you gave $5,000 to something then your it it your deduction, you would have to since you're seventy and a half, you have to take a certain amount of money out. So you have to take five thousand dollars out of your IRA to make the deduction. Five thousand goes on your plan. So if you're making seventy, say make seventy thousand, you have to add five thousand on so you're making seventy five thousand dollars and then you take your deduction off of it. This way, if you do the QCD qualified charitable deduction, what happens is you present the to the IRS. You made seventy thousand dollars. The five thousand dollars goes on a different form. There's no, and so it, it's not added to your taxes. Now you can't deduct it, but you're taking the standard deduction anyway, so you wouldn't have used it anyway. So it's a good way to uh, to help you out. Also, it, it in some cases uh, it can also kick up the tax. So if you add an extra five thousand to your income, it'll increase the five thousand dollars worth of. Of uh, of Social Security income that's taxable, so it can also reduce it there. If you're if you're much wealthier, what it does there is it, it doesn't go on to your adjusted gross income, so it can cut you, it can save you there. So if you want to give out a hundred thousand dollars, and so let's say you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you want to give a hundred thousand dollars to the church building fund, for instance, then this goes on there. But the IRS, it it, it it goes out of your plan, whatever you, your your IRA, whatever you need for your required minimum distribution is taken care of, and at the same time, uh, the IRS doesn't see you have $200,000 adjusted gross income, all they see is $100,000 in adjusted gross income. And so you, you got your deduction by it not going on to your income. It's a much more efficient way to make a charitable deduction. It's called a QCD. Talk to your advisor on this. A qualified charitable deduction. It's a much more tax-efficient way, even for middle-income people, to make their deductions, particularly if they're taking the standard deduction. And on Social Security. This only works on a couple things. It only works on an IRA. It only works if you're over 70 and a half. Uh, and, And it only works to charities uh, with that are 50, uh, 501c3 things. I can't set up Ted's charity. and It has to be a legitimate charity. And your custodian will also work with you on that. It's called Qualified Charitable Deductions QCD. Now, if you have any <laughs> questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. Qualified Charitable Deductions good way to get get your deductions a good way to help out on charitable causes uh the other thing is one final thing on this if the, once you hit seven and a half, you take have to take out the required minimum distribution. and we get a lot of complaints from our clients. They don't like to do that. We're working with them now to take the deductions out. A surprising number of them would prefer not to take the deduction out. the the, the required minimum distribution out, the RMD out of their IRA rollover, this is a way to kind of get it off your taxes by doing it this way. It's much more tax efficient. But what I want you all to understand is, and I know this is kind of a complicated topic, is this doesn't just apply to multi This applies to middle-class people can get a big savings, particularly if they're just taking the standard deduction. Uh, so you got to be over seven and a half. You have to have an IRA rollover. Uh, other common four hundred one k mistakes. And we'll be later on. We'll be talking some about the markets. What we think's going on. There's some interesting things happening. Uh, the uh, this is the other. We talked a lot about this. We talked about this on the Sam Malone show. We we've been talking about l- using your four hundred one k plan as a as a bank. It's really not a good idea. This is a really big topic right now. Just because. Of people are some people are having to take money out of their plans because they they have to rebuild their home after after Hurricane Harvey, it's been a really difficult for people. Only thirty percent of the people in Houston were insured against a flood, and it's really been catastrophic for Houston. Uh, it's better to go to the bank, uh, get a loan to to rebuild your house than it is to take the money out of your four hundred one k plan. Also, if you're going to do a sixty day rollover to try to take some money out to fund upfront expenses to the contractor you have 60 days to get it back in if the money's not in there then you're in trouble and uh it becomes a taxable event on day 61 and and the irs is pretty tough on this there's some ways we can help you get around not get around that but if you if you make a mistake there there are some things you can do but it's not easy and so it's best not to use your 401k plan as the bank use the bank as the bank that's what banks are for uh anyway uh I, I just wanted to cover some common 401k. Again, the 401k program is the most powerful wealth-building tool in the United States of America. It looks like they're not going to mess with it in the, in the new tax bill. We'll have to see how that goes. we still got a long way to get the tax bill done. We'll just see what's happening. All right, let's take a call from Laura. Hello, Laura.
5: Hi, good morning, Ted.
2: How are you doing?
5: I am doing well, thank you for asking.
2: Great. You had a question.
5: Yes, I did. And the question is probably on everyone's mind. The issue about um, Jerome Powell, the new Fed Reserve Chairman. Yes. And what might be some of the initial steps, the new direction that the Fed could possibly take, and how that could impact the bond market with all the unwinding that is expected to happen?
2: Yeah, wow. That's a great question. And mm-hmm. that's probably the question There, Jerome Powell is, is more of an investment banker. He worked for the Treasury, started out in investment banking, uh, worked for the government. Uh, he's viewed as somewhat of a dove. Uh, I was really hoping it was going to be uh, Taylor, uh, Professor Taylor out, uh, I think at Stanford, uh, with the Taylor mm-hmm. rule. And, and the Taylor rule says that the Fed funds should be closer to about three and three quarters percent right now. Uh, the Fed funds right now is about one to one and a quarter. We, and we've seen the lowest interest rates two years ago in the history of the United States. So rates have to go up some. It, what By by putting in Jerome Powell as a new head of the Federal Reserve, this means they're going to go slower on raising rates. Uh, th- there, there's some talk out of some of the Fed governors this week that they're going to go slower and accept the hotter inflation. I think this means we're going to see more inflation than people realize, I think it's I think it's closer to the '60s, Laura. We're really where mm-hmm. they're going to get eventually caught behind the curve and forced to do something, but they're only going to react once they're forced. And 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 so rates are going to be going up. We want to start positioning. We're eventually going to get more inflation in the future. This is our, our fear. Uh, I've seen some work that says that what Fed Federal Reserve chairman did before, or their views before they were at the Fed and after didn't correlate real heavily. Uh, Warren Buffett was a famous uh, was a famous Anran disciple and really you know didn't believe the government should get involved in anything, and yet he started a lot of these bailout programs. Uh, Paul Volcker, Paul was a pretty tough guy, but no one ever dreamt he would run interest rates to. 12%, 13 14% or more right. to, to stop inflation. So it, it, it's real hard to tell exactly the way they're going. What I'm hearing from the Fed is, is they're going to try to go slower than anticipated. They're, they're right. going to slowly take money out. They, they've been buying a, a tremendous number of bonds. They're going to slow down the bond program at a very measured pace. What I think is going to catch them is going to be inflation or it's going to be some asset bubble, which we appear to be in now, which is going to force their hand. And then right, we'll have to and see so how they that react.
5: that bond yield curve is—are they trying to push up after he steps in? Are going to continue pushing up that yield curve, or is it going to start flattening? Which is which is a, a big no-no because it's a telltale sign of recession. That's kind of the concern <laughs> that I have because that's going to really uh, kind of set the tone. Yeah, Laura, of you, everything else.
2: Yeah, no, you, look, you you really uh, know your stuff. That that's the key. Uh, they're going to continue to raise rates, and one of the strange things about the, this time is that the that t- the ten year and the five year rates are so low that that we're getting a flatter yield curve at a much lower rate than in the in the past, the flattening of the yield curve tend to happen at four four or five percent. Range, mm-hmm. so so your short term rates are four or five percent, and then the, the long term rates went down, and that that was where you got your flattening, uh, of the, okay. which the flattening of the yield curve for for some of our other listeners mm-hmm. simply means the the, the short term rates, like the Fed funds, compared to a five or a ten year Treasury. In, in this case, with the ten year around two point three, uh, two point four percent, the the it's getting closer, and particularly on the five and the two year, we're getting getting a flatter yield curve. That, I think, is, is, is going to lead to a slowdown. But I, I, I since rates are so low, I'm not sure how much it's going to affect it. I, I, I think what's going to happen is, is I think asset prices somewhere, somehow, or currencies is going to get out of control on them, and that's going to force the issue. And that's what I would look for.
5: Mm-hmm. Right. G- great. Well, thank you so much for that insight, Ted.
2: Okay. Thank you, Laura. Look, I think that's the story. I mean, really is, well, who's, who is yeah. Jerome Powell going to be? And we're not exactly. real sure. I think he's going to be dovish. I think the Fed's going to have to get much tougher. And I, and I think the idea that they're going to let things run hotter is going to blow up in their face eventually, like it did in the sixties with the Federal Reserve. Hmm. Okay. All
5: right. Well, we'll see. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a great day. Thank
2: you. Great question. Uh, if you' got any questions or comments, uh, give us a call at 7133391070. Uh, We're coming up here on a quick break and we'll be right back to discuss you know what's happening what are we seeing in the market? some interesting things. Uh, we'll be back to discuss them.
3: Ah.
1: Show with Ted Gioca is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages.
2: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you?
1: South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SChydraulics.com. Hi, I'm
3: Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070. The answer... But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft.
1: Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioca.
2: Welcome, welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. You know, I tell you, that 512 new media, Sam has got the technology he has over in that company. is just remarkable. It looks like a little NASA, head, uh, NASA headquarters or something over there in his studio. Anyway, I tell you what, uh, let's take a call from Mary to 713-339-1070. Hello, Mary.
5: Hello, Ted. Good morning. Uh, I love your show. I have a question regarding GE. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was wondering what kind of recommendations would you give for those uh, people, uh, you know, holding GE uh, stocks right now? Do they sell or buy more or, uh, you know, to buy more at this lower pricing or wait and see?
2: Yeah, I tell you what, uh, that that that's a great question. GE's been just remarkable, and in, in in the sort of fall off that it's had, uh, I had some discussions with some people on this yesterday. We looked at it. Here is a couple of the problems. GE has about a thirty billion dollars in um, unfunded pension liabilities. They're they're having to borrow, I think, six billion dollars to try to plug that gap a little bit. Uh, they're the they're. Gas turbine business is slowing down, and the big industrial plants that they do, a lot of bus- electricity plants and different things, that is slowing down some with with the renewables. I think that eventually picks up a little bit, uh, and and that's hurt them. Uh, they've they, they, One of the problems they're running into is, is they've spent the last decade financially restructuring this con- co- company constantly, and so I don't think there's as many... Cost to squeeze out of GE as as they'd hope. Uh, I think they're going to have to grow GE, and and I think they can do it. it, it but I, right now they're basically having the the throwing everything out quarter where they're making it as bad. They're they're going to basically throw everything out on the table. And one of the problems the analysts have had on on this one, Mary, is this, the, the 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 income statement on GE is so complex that that the the, the top Wall Street analysts that are cfas have trouble even understanding it and so they're going to have to simplify that down uh they're going to sell off some divisions i believe including locomotives are going to try to raise a number of billion dollars i forgot that i wouldn't think it's twenty billion dollars in different things their cash flow isn't what they were expected on the alcatel deal and that's why you've seen the stock fall from 25 to 18 look i think somewhere in here between 16 and in here uh it's probably a buy uh no one wants to be, uh, you know. A lot of the institutions don't want to be seen owning GE into year end, so they're sort of selling it. You probably can start picking some more of it up here. It's it's going to be a long term turnaround in the company. Uh, I, I think if they get back to the basics of growing a long term company, I, I I think they'll do they'll do well uh, on GE. But but yeah, it, it's been a, a tough road. They have a lot of problems, but I think at this level. I'd like to see it a little lower. It's probably, uh, you know, they you could probably pick some up. So
5: it's going to be a long time. Yeah, I think so. Autumn. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Keep in mind, year are in. Uh, everybody's okay. dumping GE. You, you've got a 40 day rule where you can, if you have GE at a loss, you can sell it now and then buy it back and take the I'm tax.
5: Back at a lower price. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much.
2: Okay. Good luck with okay. it, Mary. Thank- yeah. Geez, it's been a t- it's so complex. Uh, I, had, I listened to an interesting conference call on a mining company, and and one of the things they they've done a really good job of, of of buying some mines and fixing them up and and increasing throughput and incre- making the mines more efficient, increasing the milling and just doing one thing after another to boost up production at the mines and 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 really do a great job of of making them efficient. And I talked to the people at the company after the call a couple days later, and one of the remarks I made, in a world of infinite cash with the Federal Reserve where everybody's running around trying to buy things and buy companies, there's not a lot of of, – cheap things left i you know i a, a long time ago i worked with some of the some of i i knew some of these corporate raider types and and and, and we, they would invest in some of these big companies and they were remarkably inefficient they'd these people you know they're they're, they're inefficient they're not, they're not working everyone's taking two hour lunches they're flying over the place in corporate jets it, it, it it's the moment was, nowadays most of these companies are very efficient reasonably efficient and the other thing is is they also are – they're very efficient and they also have uh, – there's a lot of money out there chasing these. So the price is – so it's harder to do deals and bring things up. And this is what's hurting GE and some of these other companies. The companies in the future are the ones that can not – go into a company, fire a bunch of workers, shut down plants and make it more profitable. That's all that's been done over the last 20 years. If you talk to anyone at the big oil companies, these people work all the time compared to what they had to work 20 years ago. And, and so the people that can build things, that can create things, those are going to be the winners going forward. And or you, and, and, and that's that's what you want to look at in companies. I, I think we're seeing a shift. Uh, we're even looking overseas at some companies. We're looking at buying some companies overseas. One of the problems, literally one of the companies I'm looking at, the, the the stock is down. The problem is they have a huge pile of cash and what are they going to do with it? It's I'm like, that's not a problem. Typically, the problem is they're over levered. Like GE to a point, and and, and 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 so there's fewer and fewer of those companies. And in a world where it's becoming more and more unstable, you want to be in these companies with higher levels of cash, or companies that can do things that can adapt quickly in the in the future. And and going forward, the one thing we have to understand: in the United States, the Chinese are building companies for fifty years in the future. The Americans have been are are running companies for the next quarter. If you got one group running the company for the next quarter, the other company running for, let's say, ten, twenty years in the future, which one's going to win long term? It's a pretty simple answer. And, and so, anyway, something to think about. Uh, the what else? I, I wanted to touch base uh, this week. The, uh, the 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 high yield, the junk bond market had a big sell-off. In it it, it, it sold off. It it, it sold off about. Not a huge—it wasn't huge, but it was, you know, we're probably looking at, uh, what's it for? you know, maybe about a 3% sell-off, 3 or 4%, which on a bond market's a pretty good-sized sell-off. And then it rallied up over 50% of decline in one day and came roaring back up. Uh, a couple things happened. It's like, what's going on, Ted? Why did they have this big sell-off? And people were really spooked about the junk bond market. What a couple things are happening? Some big companies are getting in trouble out there that are overlevered in the in the media business, in the telecommunications business, and that's starting to catch up to the junk bond market. The other thing is the tax bill is going to take is going to try to limit your deductibility to about 30% of EBITDA, which is going to, if, if, if the economy slows down, it's going to hurt companies taking on too much leverage. Again, what the government's trying to do is they're trying to slow down the advantage of the people that are going in, levering up companies, and then uh, firing workers and trying to you know, do that type of thing. What they want is companies investing in plant and equipment going forward. So that's also going to hurt the junk bond market. Also, rates have gone up. I saw a remark as well. And the third thing, I saw a remarkable statistic in, in Europe. It's unbelievable. The junk bond market yields in Europe were came almost, you could get the same yield in treasuries in the United States as you could at junk bonds in Europe. And what that's telling you is, is that they're vastly overpriced and in, in yields are too low in junk bond. And now they're starting to correct. Too many companies have been pushed back because of central bank buying of treasury bonds around the world. In, in in Europe, they've been buying corporates have been pushed into buying junkier and junkier, riskier and riskier assets. The problem is there's nothing wrong with buying risky assets, but you've got to get paid a return on it. And if you're getting paid 3 or 4% on a risky asset that could go into bankruptcy, that's a pretty poor investment. And that's what's happening. So... We would stay away from the junk bond market. I don't think this correction is over. This is probably the first warning sign. You saw the break. We're going to see it try to come up, and probably in. A, I think it's time to start reducing the 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 weighting in the in the junk bond market. Uh, a big drop this week. Other thing that happened is it looked like gold kind of started to break out a little bit. This is interesting. We've talked about. We've been saying that what happened in Saudi Arabia on many levels is a bigger deal than people realize. Where the where the where the new crown prince. In Saudi Arabia, they've got the king, and then the crown, crown prince is going to be the person that's going to be the next king. It, they've arrested hundreds of, of some of the wealthier people in Saudi Arabia, and that's spooked people, and it's going to, and they're having to give back some of their wealth. So the people that own gold, where it's hidden away in a uh, a safer safety deposit box, no one knows you have that, and that's going to become an increasingly more valuable asset. Gold And also the possibility of a war between Saudi Arabia and Iraq, in Iran, excuse me, Uh, with maybe Israel being dragged into it, is also not well understood by the market. Since that occurred in Saudi Arabia where they made the arrest, gold has started moving up, and it's broken above the 50-day moving average. This is something we want to watch. Uh, It's held some of the other long-term support lines. It looks like it could be going up from here. I think that's something that's interesting We, we want to watch. I mean, really, you're starting to see some changes. I'm hearing more and more people seem to be a little more spooked about inflation Starting to, and this is a slow process, we're talking a couple of years in the future, but but there seems to be a real shift going on in the last, I would say, month or so of, of something happening there. So this is something that we, we want to watch. I came across, an, and by the way, uh, last segment of the show, if you want to get in here, you got to do it quick, 713-339-1070. James Rickards uh is we've as a guest we've had on the show, worked for, for he's worked with the CIA on gaming uh, of of uh technology terrorism I'm not of financial terrorism of what it how it affects terrorism. And uh he came up with the thing. He's met with some of the top security people in Washington, NSA, CIA recently, and he, he had some numbers on what percentages of how he thought Korea was gonna go. It was ten percent that that they would Korea would cut a deal, twenty percent that Korea would that the regime Kim Jong Il would be deposed. We get a new regime and seventy percent war. Now this might just be some talk from from the security people in the country to to James to try to convince people we're serious. But he thought there was a zero chance that we sit by and let South Korea North Korea hold those weapons. This is still out there in a much tougher way to go. Uh, uh, it's a much tougher problem, and it's not going away. Uh, and in and, and Rickers, Rickers has been pretty good at predicting things, so we'll see what happens. Uh, tell you what, we got one call coming in from Oscar here. We'll try to get him in quick. Hey, Oscar, you had a question yeah, for uh, us? Yeah,
3: a floating rate. Uh, you know, they're really people. Uh, they're really going into this floating rate to juice up uh, income. That's a a little bit dangerous now, these floating rates.
2: Yeah, yeah. Look, I think uh, you want to buy, if you own floating rates, you want to buy the loans because you can get them close to par. If you're just buying floating rate bonds, they're expensive right now. But But these
3: money markets have them in there, and, uh, you know, they're
2: suspect, aren't they? Well, keep in mind, if it's in money markets, you're not going to get hurt because it'll go up in their very short term. So, they're going to reset real quickly. Don't worry about the money market. They've restructured those that are much safer. We'll catch that in another show. Tell you what, thanks Thank for the call, Oscar. I got to wrap it up. Uh, look, if you haven't gone to our website, go to maxoutsavings.com. By the way, we're changing the website up. We just moved to our new location. The new location isn't on there, but you can still sign up for an appointment. Uh, we moved nearby to really a great building, it's really exciting. But at minimum, sign up for the free report. Uh, Just go to maxoutsavings.com. And uh, remember, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show.